You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. You are listening to the Confidential Brief. My name is Chad Thomas. We're going to be chatting in a couple of minutes to community activist turned politician Colin Morris, who's standing for Action SA. Next week, Monday, is a public holiday, but it's not meant for brying and relaxation. It's meant for you to get out, stand in line, make your mark. This is a crucial local election, and I honestly believe we're going to see a multitude of coalitions across the board making up our different metros and municipalities. And there's nothing wrong with that. Make no mistake. If you've got coalitions in place, people are held accountable. They share the responsibilities. They each want to outdo the the other by trying their best in terms of service delivery. And it can only be a win-win situation. The dominance of big parties is coming to an end. You're going to see small parties becoming kingmakers. But in the same token, we have to be wary of who we elect. And that is why over the last couple of weeks we've been chatting to the the, the newer parties. I don't want to call them small parties because they, they're, they're, they haven't been tested yet in respect of their popularity amongst the electorate. So I'm not going to call them smaller parties. I'm going to call them emerging parties, new parties. So last week we were in chat with uh, ex-soccer superstar and super striker for Kaiser Chiefs, Kenny Nemec, who's standing for the UIM. And today we're going to be chatting to Colin Morris from Action SA. But before we get there, I want to catch up a bit on what's happening in the world of crime. And in South Africa, there is always constantly news when it comes to crime. One of the biggest concerns of late has been that of kidnapping. And one of the stories that's emerged of late was the kidnapping of the four Motti boys, the brothers aged between 6 and 15, on their way to school last week. They're still missing. It's four siblings, it's four brothers. It is a heartbreaking story, but it's bringing home to South Africa the reality of how bad kidnapping has become. And previously we saw businessmen being the the prime targets of these kidnappings, and now we're seeing children being kidnapped as well. And not just one or two children, but entire families of children. It's heartbreaking. And in next week's show, well, in between us chatting to the different spokespersons or the different political parties standing in the local elections, we're also going to be chatting about this horrific situation and what you can do to be more cautious, especially at this time of year when we see crime on the increase. Colin, welcome to the show. Thank you, I have. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a very long time since you and I have chatted, but um, I think a lot of the community remembers you from the days that you volunteered your time and you became very active within the police circles, in fact, reaching commissioned officer rank. Before we get to the whole political situation and why you want to stand in politics and the party you're standing for, what they, what they stand for, I want to talk a little bit about you. Let's talk about Colin. Where did you grow up and how did you become community orientated? <laughs> Thank you. I'm not sure, I'm not sure I can answer those questions. However, um, I grew up in Johannesburg. I grew up in Fairmount. I went to Fairmount Primary, went to Highlands North Boys High School for men. Uh, and then after that, I looked around and I was unfortunate enough not to go to the army, uh, in my younger years. So in my younger years, I looked around to see what community service I could do. And I joined the police, uh, first at Norwood. And then at the same time, I also joined Johannesburg Ambulance Services. So I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but for about 10 years, I was a paramedic with Joburg Emergency Service. I also reached quite a high level of competency there and then remained in the police for over 30 years, the last 20 odd years in the Child Protection Unit or what became known as the Family Violence 
Child Protection and Sexual Offences Investigative Unit. And yes, I did reach commissioned officer. I became a police reserve uh, captain in the police reserve um, and at different times ran the child protection unit facilities, etc. over the weekend. So me and my team, when we were still in Bramfontein, took over the CPU uh, details and facilities every weekend. And then when the CPU morphed into what then became the FCS, we moved to Randburg, and Randburg, we did the same thing in those areas for all of those uh, people after hours. Well, hats off to you for the for volunteering. It's it's something that we've expressed on the show the last eight years, the importance of a sense of volunteerism amongst people, especially amongst the youth. People need to see people making a difference, and you can learn so much in those fields. And as for you working in EMS, I didn't know about that. So thank you doubly for your service, not just that within the police, but of course within EMS. And I'm sure you you learned a lot then. As a as a community activist. Did this activism? Can I just jump in if you don't mind? Yes. Okay, so one of the interesting things about coming into this election, and it just occurred to me on the weekend when, when I was thinking about this discussion this morning, um, I was also in 1994, um, I was the only police person, paramedic person that was on standby during those 1994 elections for the entire weekend. Um, the then area commissioner asked me uh, to help because they were very, as anyone is aware, everyone is aware, 94 was a difficult time and they thought there was going to be chaos and lots of injuries. Thank goodness there wasn't. But I then got loaned about a million rands worth of equipment from a private medical facility that was then placed into a police car and the police car was on standby for any emergencies within the police or within the community. Thank goodness within the... And I stood by at one of the voting stations that I'm now going to be standing as a ward councillor for, uh, Linksfield Primary School. And from there, I responded to any injuries or issues. And thank goodness there was only one. So as we also were in 1994, there were no major injuries or incidents during that election period. It certainly happened before and sometime after. But during the election week... Nothing happened. So it kind of, this whole uh, local government elections that we're coming into kind of brought back a whole bunch of memories for me. Well, that's fascinating. Um, going back to 94, I was, I was still permanent force in the military at that stage, but Vardis Front Command, and uh, it was an interesting, very tense time leading up to the elections. That's a story for another day. We're going to take a quick uh, word from our advertisers. When we come back, I want to talk more about community and why it is you believe you can make a difference. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. It's the election next week, Monday, 1 November 2021. It is going to be a Rubicon for sure. We're expecting a lot of the newer emerging parties and some of the smaller existing parties to be kingmakers. We're looking to see coalitions taking place and we're hoping that the bigger parties learn a lesson, that it's the people that make decisions, not the politicians. Helping me make sense of the upcoming election and a sense of community is Colin Morris, who's dedicated most of his adult life to serving his community, both within EMS as well as within the South African Police and then the South African Police Services as a commissioned officer whose last posting was in the family 
Sexual Offences and Children Unit or something along those lines. Uh, FCS or FSC, something along those lines. Colin, we don't need to talk about your credentials. They speak for themselves. What we do need to understand is how do you go from EMS and police actively into politics when that's something you, you normally find community leaders and activists try to stay away from? Interesting. So the point here is what happened with me is that I um, lost election, lost LG. So that was about six years ago. I approached a political party and wanted to stand for them, and they were very keen on having me based on the same comment that you've just said. I'm well-known in the community, well-known on getting things done, well-known of being involved for many, many years. But then I realized that I was still active in the, within the police, and I couldn't do both. Um, the thin blue line, you're not able to be a politician or involved with politics while with actively in the police. Uh, came the 15th of October last year. I was put into retirement. I therefore am no longer active in the police. And I looked around where I could still make a difference. And uh, earlier this year, I approached again some parties uh, saying when, when the LG, LG, the local government election was coming up, and said to them, look, I'm keen and I'm interested. Uh, and I then morphed around after the, the party I approached wasn't, didn't actually answer me in time. I looked around and I saw Action SA. I truly believe Action SA is a party of the future. I believe it's non-racial, racial, excuse me. I believe it has the right elements in it. And I think that we can make a difference. I believe that the city of Johannesburg certainly needs a change. Uh, one of the big things that I said to a lot of people when I'm talking to them is that growing up in South Africa, growing up in a middle-class white Jewish household, we always voted for a strong opposition. We never voted for a party that we thought could be in power. I truly believe Action SA is a party that can be in, a, in power, and I don't believe I'm going, the people who are voting for Action SA are simply voting for a strong opposition anymore. So let me qualify a remark I made um, a few minutes ago. I said, as an activist, activists don't generally get involved in politics directly. What they do is, is they try to hold the politicians accountable and they try remain apolitical. For you now, you've taken a stand and you've joined a party that has a very strong manifesto and viewpoint on certain issues specifically against crime. You now are going to be the person held accountable by community activists should you be elected. Are you prepared for that role and do you understand the manifestation of how it, it happens that a ward councillor, no matter what, it's a thankless job? Because if you are elected but your party isn't necessarily the dominant party in power or isn't the kingmaker, you're still accountable to your to your constituents whether or not you have a major say when council sits. 100%. So, of course, you're 100% correct, and that has been the failure perhaps of some of the ward councillors, uh, the incumbent ward councillors, is that there's always been an, uh, an excuse that they're not in power or an excuse that they, they need something else needs to be done. Personally, I'm very, very strong in communication, I'm very, very strong in saying that I will follow up. Um, if Action SA doesn't become the, the, the power, the, excuse me, the party of the leadership party, then I will still make sure that the ward is represented properly, that the, the people of the ward are represented properly, and that they put their faith in me. There's some very strong figures within the 
um, Action SA leadership. One looks to the ex-chief of JMPD, David Tembe, and of course one looks to the leader of Action SA, Herman Mashaba, who at a stage was actually mayor of Johannesburg. He doesn't just come with a, a, a business pedigree, but he has established over the last few years a political pedigree. Do you think that enough has been done in the short space of time and specifically with COVID playing such a major role in not being able to get out to the people as much as one would want for people to have heard enough about Action SA to help make them make up their minds about who they want to vote for? So that's a very good question. I don't believe enough has been done because of COVID and because the party is relatively new and that's certainly one of the missions of everybody, all the prospective ward councillors um, and certainly me to make sure that we get out there and have enough time in front of the people. That's why I'm eternally grateful that I'm able to talk on this forum now um, and any other forum to be able to give people the option. Sadly, a lot of people will take a long weekend and therefore not vote. Even more sadly, people are voting anything but a party rather than uh, Action SA. But everybody I bumped into when I walked down the strip last weekend, when we did house to house this weekend, was saying exactly what you've said. Uh, uh, Mr. Mashaba is well known. Uh, Herman has done so much good. They know what we can do. And you made another very good point is that uh, David Tenby and I worked together at Joburg EMS many years ago. So I know David well. Uh, and it was him who introduced me, in fact, to Action SA. Because when the other party said that there was no time anymore, I approached David and he said to me, um, are you interested in standing for Action SA? And we spoke and that's when I got to look at the manifesto and it made sense to me. Everything made sense to me. But I'm divert, jumping about a bit. The, the answer to your question is yes, uh, there has not been enough time and we're doing our very best to make sure that people understand that the options that they have with Action SA are very, very good. Before we take a break, I want to ask you a question. You've been out there knocking on doors, walking the strip, meeting the voters. Is there voter apathy? Do you think people may have been lip servicing when they said they are going to go out and vote? Or did you feel an energy of people wanting change? Uh, that's very, very uh, good question because the point is I felt that lots and lots of people want to change. They kept saying, we'll vote for you because we want change. We'll vote for you because we don't get any communication. We vote for you because we don't want to vote for a strong opposition anymore. We want to vote for somebody who can actually take power. Over and over we kept hearing about that. Thank goodness there's an action essay out there. Thank goodness there's somebody else who can make a difference. Very, very strong voter intent rather than apathy. Next week, Monday 1st of November 2021, is the local election. I sincerely hope you are registered to vote. And if you are, that you get out there and you cast your ballot. It's your civic duty. People that complain that haven't voted should not be complaining. It is such an important aspect of a mature democracy. Joining me today is Colin Morris. He doesn't need any introduction to the community. He's standing for Ward 72. We've chatted extensively about his experience as a community volunteer, as an activist, as somebody who's given back. I now want to talk to him more about Action SA. You've chosen Action SA as your platform, which means you've bought into their manifesto. If you could summarize for us the key points of what Action SA want to achieve in the local election, specifically in Johannesburg, what would those points be, Colin? 
Okay, so in general, obviously, Action SA wants to be the 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 main the the the, the main party, the leading party within the city of Johannesburg. One of the strengths of what Action SA have done is that we're not uh, contesting every possible municipality in the country, we're contesting those municipalities to begin with that we think we can win, and City of Johannesburg is one of them. The second thing is that we want to reduce corruption, not reduce, get rid of corruption. Uh, one of the, the major failures, and uh, I was on a talk with Mr. Mashaba the other day, and he was very clear in saying, that corruption is what's killed Johannesburg, corruption is what's killed the municipalities. So the parties that are, are, are corrupt must be voted out. The people who are corrupt must be voted out. And thirdly, uh, building infrastructure, building community, all of that is what the, the, the parties uh, is very much aimed at. And then in terms of crime and crime prevention, uh, obviously that, that is a major problem, certainly in 72, 73 and 74. Uh, I don't want to talk about any of the other wards, but that, that is there. And, uh, I just received a WhatsApp from somebody who said that she wishes that the CPU was effective as it was. So that, that's just a broad statement around CPU. But the, the South African police, the JMPD, uh, the water departments, all of those departments need to be re, not the SAPS, sorry, all the Johannesburg companies need to be looked at and re, uh, reinvested in and retrained and built so that the, the people of the wards are then safe and comfortable, have regular water, have regular electricity, make sure that the money is spent correctly. It's very important to look at those municipal-owned entities when one looks at city power, city water, or Joburg water for that matter, pick it up, um, Johannesburg Property Company. These are wholly-owned subsidiaries of the city of Johannesburg, but they meant to act independently as business units. And we've seen a massive collapse in respect of the governance that one would expect in those specific companies because they are standalone companies, and we've seen massive corruption and tender manipulation. It's not going to be easy, and it's not going to happen overnight. And I think that everybody wants this silver bullet that's going to solve everything. Do you see Action SA, if they get sufficient votes, but needing support of other parties entering into coalitions? Okay, so that's a continuous question that I've had for the last few months. Uh, again, Mr. Mashaba said over and over that we will, have, if, if forced to, will be forced to go into a coalition with anyone except the ANC. Uh, we will also go into coalition with parties that have the similar beliefs and belief structures that Action SA has. Uh, so that decision is out of my hands, as was with Herman when he was forced into a coalition in uh, 2019. Um, but there, certainly it's not, uh, it's not a, a no. It will happen if needed be. We would prefer to be the leading party, but if need be, then there will, there will possibly be a coalition. Before we go to ads, I just want to ask you this. We've seen a massive degeneration of Johannesburg in the early 90s. We saw some reinvestment coming back into the city of Johannesburg, but we're seeing again there seems to be a decline in respect of service delivery, and we all know the broken pain theory. For those that don't know the broken pain theory, Google it. It's worth, <laughs> it's worth Googling and understanding it. Can we turn it around, or are we too far, far gone? I would hate to think that we're too far gone. We can definitely turn it around. We're coming from a really strong base. 
Johannesburg, the, the country came from a very strong base. Over the last 27 years, we've declined. We certainly can turn it around. But again, a friend of mine said, do you realize what you're letting yourself in for? Because people will think that you can turn it around overnight. Certainly you mentioned it just now. The decline has taken 27 years. Lots and lots of corruption, lots and lots of issues. It can be turned around, in my opinion. Otherwise, I wouldn't be standing, number one. And more importantly, I wouldn't be in the country. Uh, I have always believed very strongly in the country. I believe very strongly in the city of Johannesburg. I believe very strongly in our community. I do believe it can be turned around, but it's certainly not an overnight uh, exercise, and it certainly won't take 10 minutes. We're chatting everything local government elections next week, Monday, the 1st of November, 2021. I hope you get out there and cast your vote. I'll be broadcasting live, chatting to the spokespersons of all the parties standing in Johannesburg. When I say all the parties, I'm talking about the parties that we know, the parties that count, because if you didn't know this, there's a website called My Candidate. Dot .opencitieslab.org and you can enter your address it'll give you your ward number and it'll then tell you who's standing in your ward now in our ward Colin Morris is standing along with 26 yes you heard right 26 other candidates now knowing Colin knowing his activism knowing his community spirit he's somebody that we know and it's somebody that we would consider voting for based on his his standpoint However, with 26 other choices, it leaves room for people to start doubting themselves and wondering who are all these people. So, Colin, my first, the first part of my question is, why do you think there are so many people standing in this particular ward? And then explain to our listeners who our ward consists of in respect of suburbs and why it is you are standing in our ward. Okay, so it's an interesting comment you make because... Clearly, um, I also went onto that website recently and saw the amount of uh, parties standing in Ward 72 and 73, uh, and I have no idea why they're all standing. There's only three or four that are active. Uh, there's only two or three that have actually done any work. Um, I think that people are just throwing stones into the water, uh, and though they're the little parties that people should then be ignoring because with all due respect, uh, they are not able, they, 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 they spreading their wings too far and wide and they're not able to do the work properly. Our ward consists of which suburbs? Sydenham, Highlands North, Orange Grove, Fairmount, Fairview. So the, the, the Glen Hazel, the, um, the, the voting stations are Orange Grove Primary, are Ling, uh, Jabula Primary, uh, Jabula Sports Club, excuse me. Linksfield Primary, uh, Glen Hazel Primary, and Fairmount, or Old Fairmount, which is Fairview, or whatever it's called, Fairmount Primary. And what are the challenges facing Ward 72? There's huge challenges in infrastructure replacement. The electricity has, the, the electricity infrastructure hasn't been maintained for many years. Um, one of the, the, my advantages is, because I grew up and lived in Fairmount, I'm on all the Fairmount and Glen Hazel groups, I, WhatsApp groups. I can see that the water problems that are continuously happening there. There's water leaking all the way down Long Avenue. There's water happening all the way outside Yeshiva College. Um, there's electricity problems within Glen um, Orange Grove and Sydenham. That's because the substations haven't been maintained or fixed. The substations continuously get broken into. Uh, Fuses get stolen the, because it's old fuses. Joburg 
or city power rather don't have the new fuses the old fuses so it's it's really a huge infrastructure problem that we have here the only the only good side is and I put good in inverted commas is that the whole of Johannesburg have these problems Rosettenville Turfentine uh, Bramley they all got the same problems so as a city we need to be looking at upgrading maintaining and fixing all of that old infrastructure the potholes in the roads the lack of pick it up cleaning up I live in a main street in Sydney, and uh, every Wednesday, Pick It Up comes and picks up my rubbish and throws more rubbish in the street. Then somebody else comes and picks that up maybe in a week or two's time. Um, the, the, the the degradation of the parks is just beyond, beyond me. Uh, rubbish being thrown all over the place. There's lots and lots of work to be done throughout our ward and throughout Johannesburg. You've touched on some key points that I think is very important for people to understand. We have two sets of elections in South Africa. The national election, which also comprises provincial, and then local elections. Local elections is where you experience democracy at its most basic. It's where it impacts you the most. It's where the the people that you vote for are the ones that you turn to in respect of answers to lack of service delivery, whether it's to do with sewerage, whether it's to do with streetlights, whether it's to do with potholes, whether it's to do with the collection of rubbish, that you have a face of an individual you can turn to. Whereas on a provincial and a national basis, although there are constituencies and there's supposedly a representative, you can't get hold of that representative. So when you experience democracy, you experience it at its most simplest and most basic form when it comes to local elections. My last question today for Colin Morris is, is again a twofold question, and it's why should you vote for Action SA for Johannesburg, and why should you vote for Colin Morris for Ward 72? Certainly for Action SA for Johannesburg. Action SA is a new party. It's a truly uh, non-denominational, truly non-discriminatory, truly non-racial party. Um, the other parties, unfortunately, have still got stigmas attached to them. One is seen as a white party. The other one is still seen as a black party. Certainly, the parties are seen as being corrupt. We're offering a non-corrupt, totally representative uh, option to, to, to the voters out there And on, on the one hand. And then on the other hand is the people within the party have proven themselves. We've got some really top-quality people, the likes of Herman, the likes of uh, um, David Tembe, the likes of myself, uh, the likes of Sora Whistler. There, there, there are a number of very competent, very uh, proven people within the party. Why they should vote for me? Well, I have been a member of this community all my life. I've been a part of this community all my life. I've been a part of the ward communities. I've been involved with the, the Norwood CPF. I've been involved when I when I was in the police. I was involved in the Norwood CPF as a civilian. Um, I've been involved within the, the crime strat anti-crime structures. I've been involved with community services, and I've, pr- I've got a proven record of getting things done. Number one, making sure that there's answers. Number two, and being able to communicate, which is a vital point here. You you kind of touched on it just now about service delivery. Uh, my opinion here within this ward is that communication is vital, even if you're just saying, well, it's going to take a day to fix, but not the lack of communication that has been experienced. So communication is vital. 
being able to understand the the, the worries and the concerns of the, the ward members and the voters. I believe I've got all of that. Colin Morris, I'm wishing you all the best for the polls next week. And I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, especially with this electioneering cycle, to chat to us today and to just give us a little bit of insight about both yourself and your party. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to be on. That was Colin Morris from Action SA. He is standing for election in Ward 72 this coming Monday. I really don't care who you vote for as long as you get out and vote and exercise your civic duty. It is so critically important. You cannot be an armchair warrior and constantly moan and complain if you don't get out and make a difference. You need people who are accountable, people who are capable, and people who want to make a difference, especially in a city such as Johannesburg, which regards itself as a world-class African city.